No part of this lecture may be reproduced in any form, even for personal use. Let us return once more to the subject of Shabbos. In the Omo, Rav Onan Lov Ashgund, Rav Onan, Erev Shabbos, he clothed himself in an ordinary gown. It means something that you work with when you want to do some menial services. Erev Shabbos, he used the cheapest, poorest kind of garment that he had. More than in the weekdays. Why is that? The Hainu, Shoyal, Levish, Vegas, Shoch of Erev Shabbos. He put on that dark garment. Those days, dark garments were a sign of poverty, hard work, and sadness. Why did he put on a low quality garment Erev Shabbos? In order that the honor of Shabbos should be more conspicuous, when he puts on handsome garments, in order that the contrast between Friday and Shabbos should be more conspicuous, so Friday he wore a cheapest kind of garment, in order to Shabbos he should wear a garment that is, by contrast, much more splendid than an ordinary respectable garment. Nimso, shelo levad, ha'achone, the Shabbos, who meklal not only preparing for Shabbos is included in the midst of honoring the Shabbos, but even the lack of luxury of Shabbos, or for Shabbos, is a preparation in honor of the Shabbos. Shemikoychoi yibochen yeisa metiyas hakovet. Because of the lack of luxury of Shabbos, it will be more conspicuous the presence of the honor of Shabbos. That's a remarkable thing. Only this tzaddik was the one who thought of it. So it means on Erev Shabbos, don't make any lavish meals. Of course you have to eat. But don't eat anything lavishly, even a little less luxuriously than you do on Thursday. In order that the contrast should be more conspicuous, your appetite for Shabbos should be stronger. Except here. Who, Miklalamit, that's also included in the Mitzvah. Now, this reminds us of a statement in Chavis Halvavis when he states, among the conditions of being an Ebed Hashem, Lecha B'doi Levado, to honor Hashem alone. Now, it means, of course, when you have to honor your father and your mother, because I cut those brothers, I want you to honor them. You have to honor the Torah, because Hashem wants you to honor the Torah. You have to honor the Beis Amigdash, because I call this boy, I want you to honor it. But otherwise, don't give honor to things. For instance, if a person becomes excited about athletics, about sports, about news, other things in the world that interest him, that's detracting from the honor of HaKadosh Baruch. Don't be excited about anything. Only about mitzvahs, about HaKadosh Baruch. That's when Amesha Rabbeinu came down from the house Sinai. He said, I hear a sound of noise in the Mahna. So 
This is not a sound of outcry. People cry out for help. No, I don't hear that. Not a sound of happiness. People are crying out to thank Hashem in heaven. I know that. Just an outcry. Curl honest. Just crying out. Crying out for nothing. Crying out for nothing. That's already a mistake. Getting excited over nothing. If you're excited, Khalilah, when it's a soul and you cry out to Hashem, we understand that. If you're excited when things are going well and you cry out in happiness, like say, Enul Hashem cry out to Hashem in happiness, all right. But just to make a noise, like people make a noise when they go, let's say, to a music festival, get excited over nothing. No. Therefore, when people are able to limit their excitement and enthusiasm and keep it only for things of Avedas Hashem, that is the way to show that he really respects Akkadish Borohu's service. That's why I have Onan, Erev Shabbos, he put on a Gunder, Erev Shabbos, to show it's not such an important day today. I'll make sure that tomorrow we'll understand what it means to wear a big day Shabbos. Also, also to make a Shabbos. In order that should have a big appetite for Shabbos. Similar to that's why we don't eat Master of Pesach. Because we want them to sit down at the Seda and eat the Master with appetite. In order to give more honor to the Mitzvah. Set that aside. Even the love of one son, when Abraham Avinu loved his son Yitzchok, Sarkodesh Baruchu commanded him to take him to the Akedah. And you should slaughter your son that you loved, your only son, Yitzchok, to show that the love of Akodesh Baruchu is paramount, is superior. Of course, I called him, but didn't want him to harm Yitzchak. But he wanted him to show that he loved that Kodesh Baruch more than anything else. Now, after the Akedah, when Abraham came back, when he loved Yitzchak, he loved him only because he loved Hashem. Because Hashem loves Yitzchak, Hashem loves a Jewish child. So when a parent loves a Jewish child, he does it because I called his mother loves a Jewish child. Jewish child will grow up to be Eved Hashem. So when we love a good friend, not merely because he's a good friend, no. But our Kodesh Borah says, I love all decent Jews, and therefore, if you have a friend, utilize the opportunity, the stimulus it gives you to love him, and by doing that, you're expressing my love for him. But then a person falls in love with a friend, who is not a good friend, just because he's a crony of his, and I call his boy doesn't like that person at all, then I call his boy, so you're taking away the love of me, and you're giving it to a boss of a dumb. So when your love affirms you, I call his boy, says, that's what I want, you're doing it for me. You have to be careful, I will not to give honor to the Shoyim. If you give honor to from Jews, so I call his boy, says, that's what I want. Honor your fellows, you. Fine. That's what I want. So you're doing it because of Hashem. You give honor to Rishoyim. 
Because the Rosh said, no, you're taking away what belongs to me, and you're giving it to them. Included in this subject of Yira is also honor the Torah and all those who study the Torah. So when you see yeshiva people, kailal people, you should have a love, affection for them. We learned openly if you honor the Torah, so I call this borrow, make that your body, your personality will be loved to people, will be respected by people. That's a reward. So you see what you should honor the Torah. I want to quote here again more. The Mora said, Asidin, the time will come, Asidin Bachure Yisrael, Shalotu when people will see young Jewish men who never did any sins, decent, moral, from Jewish boys, they'll produce a sweet odor like the cedar forest. When you breathe the air of a cedar forest, it's refreshing, it's invigorating. And the time will come when people have such seichel, when they see a group of young Talmidah Chacham, they're not famous, they're not wealthy, and still, as soon as you see them, you feel that you're breathing the air of a cedar forest. Because that's what I call this Baruch who loves. So we have to learn to love what Hashem loves. Why did Achov have the merit to be a king for 22 years? After all, he was the one who listened to his wicked wife, and he introduced the Baal, Nabi the Zohar. So why did I call this Baal allow him to remain in power? He lived 22 years as a king. The Fisha keep it as such because he honored the Torah. She no The Torah was given 22 aces at other days. Where do you see that he honored the Torah? Shenema, Vayishlach Malochem El Achor. That he sent messengers to Achor. The Gentile king said to Achor, Send me your best and give me your best people I want. Or the best things that you have. Behoyo kol machmat enecho yosimu biyodokshur. Whatever your heart desires most, give to them, to my messengers, and let them bring it to me. So the Gentile king was demanding from Achor he should give away a Sefer Torah. I want your Sefer Torah. And what did he want it? Probably he wanted to commit some sacrilege on them. And would that be a sign that Achor is entirely humbled before him? Now Achor was in danger from this Gentile king. And still he refused to send the Sefer Torah to the Gentile king. So you honor the Torah at the risk of your life, therefore you're going to remain 22 years in power despite your unworthiness. Acho said to the messengers of the king, tell my master the king, means your king, whatever you send to me, 
other things, all my precious things, I'll give you away. But that thing I cannot do. To send you a Shevetera, this I cannot do. What's the darling of your eyes that the Gentile king wanted? What's called the darling of your eyes? Love in that Shevetera. Shevetera. That's the darling of Achav's eyes. See, he was a Jewish king. Even though it was over David Zorah. But still, he believed in Hashem too. They kept the Torah in Aserah Sashvotim. The Ombru, the Hand of the Lord here. That's the stuff here. Say that. That's all. Kuf Kovdala, 10 lines down. The Ombru, the Hand of the Lord here. Oh, you're holy, I'm mocking, I'm mocking. If he was traveling from one place to another, he shouldn't put a safe Torah in the sack and put it on top of his chamoya and ride on the saddle. Because it becomes a saddle, he's riding on the safer. That's a hold the safer in his lap while he's riding. The Omer Oed, of course, again. The Osu Oed, it also says, also, Leshev al Hamito, Shesevetelho. To sit on a bed on which there is a Sevetel. Also, to sit on a bed on which there is a Sevetel. Hey, Omer, Einzurkin Kisri Akedis. You cannot throw Kisri Akedis. Let's say somebody has to give me that Chumash, you can't throw the Chumash. Ve'afilu halochas ve'agodes. Even Gemara. Or others for whom you can't throw. Ve'osu l'haniyach nevi'im u'ksuvim al-gabi ha'moshim. And you cannot put nevi'im and k'suvim on top of a chumash. And hein elu dvorim she'osu chachom z'chene v'ocha. V'chol adas yisrael. These are things that the chachomim prohibited to the whole adas yisrael. But the hachosid, if somebody is a chosid who wants to be beyond the line of duty, yeshlo lilmet me'ele, he should learn from these examples, or the hoisif aleyam, koheinu koheinu, and add similar ways, lechleishim, anu rasha, say that. Ubiqlal is included in this, hanikoyen v'atahoro, the cleanliness, which are necessary for the words of the Torah. Not to engage in Torah, even in thinking in Torah, in alleys or streets that are dirty. It means where you have soya, feces, like people used to throw their feces into the gutters in the streets. Now, horse manure is not also. Also dog manure is no also. But human feces is also. To think divertera in the place where it's visible and it's uncovered. Below be your dime shade And not to engage in learning Torah with hands that are not clean. 
וכבר הרבו חכמים זכר לברוכר להזיר על זה ומקיים משרד. אדמנש קונסרני דיס אין הנאמבר הפלייסס דה נססטי תוואש וואנס הנדס or to be careful not to speak in conditions or places or places where it's not pure and clean. Say that. When we're talking about those who are learning Torah, the Torah requires us to respect them. It said, You should arise for a hoary head, a white hair, that's an old person. And you should honor the face of a zokin. And a zokin means a person who acquired a chokmah. So I tell you, he's not old. From this we learn, just like you say, you get up and honor them. So any other kind of honor that you can give to them. It's certainly proper for a chosi to do it, even though he won't find any statement about that specific case. He honors those who fear Hashem. He was a king. But he arose from his throne, and he embraced the Talmud Chacham. And he kissed him. And he said, Rabbi, Rabbi, Murdy, Murdy, my teacher, my teacher. So that's an example of a person who, although he was a king, and everyone has to respect and fear the king, nevertheless the king went out of his way to demonstrate how much he honored Talmud HaKachom. Say that. And Rabbi Zere, when he was worn out, tired from learning Torah, but he didn't want to waste the time while he's resting, or you may see him ask me Pesa Beis he seated himself by the entrance to the Beis HaMedlish, to do a mitzvah to arise before the Talmud HaKachomim come in and out. So that's how he spent the time when he wasn't able to learn that he sat there just to get up for those who walked in and out. And by the way, he himself was a very great man. That's a remarkable story that he got out for others. These are things that we see that our Kodesh Baruch Hu desires them. And he revealed his uppermost, I mean, the sublime mind. Hashem's mind is the sublime mind. He revealed that's his mind. That is what our Kodesh Baruch wants. If that's what he does, he revealed to us, who is a man who desires to do some pleasure to his Creator? He should walk on the same road. He should add wisdom by his own stratagems. Do what's right in the eyes of Hashem. So that's Hasidus. When you understand that our Kodesh Bore wants you to do a certain thing, then even though he didn't tell you how much, you add of your own ideas along the lines that you understand our Kodesh Bore who desires. Say that. Right up. Included in this is also Kibud 
Beis HaKnesses and Beis To honor the Beis HaKnesses and the Beis HaKnesses. Sheindai, Shalom Yenig Ben Kaldus, it's not enough not to behave in a careless manner there. He should behave with every kind of honor and respect. Behold me in Hogoth, in all the ways he behaves in the Beis HaMedrash, or behold Pulos in all of his deeds. Whatever he would not do, had he been in the palace of a great king, he shouldn't do in the Beis HaMedrash either. Say that. Now he speaks about the subject of Aves Hashem. And divides it into three separate subdivisions. Hasimcho, that's the joy, the happiness, which comes from loving Hashem. He'll explain that. We have the and that is that the mind is always attached to the thoughts about Hashem. Like someone who loves something, they're always thinking about it. Vihakino, that means zeal to take up for the honor of Hashem. Sometimes it requires anger or action to take up for the honor of Hashem. So now he divided Abbas Hashem into three parts. Now later he'll discuss it. First, Simcho, the joy, the happiness that a person feels when he's mind is in contact with HaKadosh Baruch because he, like somebody with a good friend, he loves that friend, is very happy when he meets him. So when a man is thinking about Hashem, is very happy. That's a chosid, lives in happiness. Secondly, dvekas. Dvekas means he doesn't let his mind go away from the thoughts of Hashem. He's always concentrating on that great ideal of what HaKadosh Baruch is there and he's thinking about him. And the third is kina. Kina means to take action to uphold the honor of Hashem. Just say that, that's where we stop him. Now he begins talking about the subject of Avo, which is the summit of Hasidus. We are no Felheim Shloishim. There are three subdivisions. Simcho, he'll explain that, Dveikus, and Kina. And I'll explain these three things. In general, Simcha means happiness in being in communion with Hashem. When somebody loves Hashem, she is happy, and it makes his whole life transformed into happiness. Of course, it depends on the degree of Ava. A little bit of Ava makes a little bit of happiness. Much makes much happiness. The Vegas is the attitude of thinking of Hashem. Always having Him in mind. <clears throat> and Kina is the subject of doing things to uphold the honor of Hashem, <clears throat> especially against the opponents of Hashem. Hina Inyano Avo, who you should actually desire to come close to Hashem. Now, a human being cannot do that in this life. But he has to have a 
burning desire as much as possible to come close to Hashem. Not actually, everybody has that desire, only he doesn't understand it. It's concealed inside of him. And he thinks that desire is maybe for good times, for power, for just for uh, enjoyment. That means he doesn't understand what he wants, and he's looking for substitutes. But actually, everybody has that instinct in looking for Hashem. But this person is aware. He's a mevakish Hashem. He's aware that he's seeking Hashem. And that awareness causes him a certain amount of happiness. He's seeking Hashem. It's a longing too, but it's also a happiness. He pursues after the perfection of Hashem, like somebody who pursues a thing that he desires with a very great love. Until mentioning the name of Hashem, that alone becomes to him an enjoyment, an actual pleasure. Or speaking about the praises of Hashem, or engaging in Torah, learning Torah, like Rovi was so involved when he learned Torah, with such a love for it, that he didn't even know he was sitting on his thumb, and he was squeezing blood out of his thumb on the floor. But he wasn't aware of it. He couldn't feel any pain, for the love of learning, that's part of the love of Hashem, they didn't forget everything else. So also Elokusai, talking about the divinity of Hashem, uh, the power of Hashem, and greatness of Hashem, and kindliness of Hashem. All these things become to this man, Sri Yashua, an enjoyment of Oinig Mamish, an actual pleasure. Now that is one of the results of Abbas Hashem, and it's one of the testimonies that he actually has it. A man who is sad and depressed is not an Oyev Hashem. Oyev Hashem cannot be sad because he's happy in the feeling that he's in contact with Hashem by saying his name and speaking about him and thinking about him. Stop to hear. Uh, are you sick? Like a man loves the wife of his youth. He married when he was young, so all his life he still has for her that affection that he had from the beginning. Oh, we know Yechido, or his only son. He loves him with Avo Chazak, with a strong love. Even talking about them is to him a pleasure and a symphony. But when I speak about him, I remember that means. Ben Yakheli Ephraim. Akodishbola said, My beloved child Ephraim. Whenever I speak about him, the love of him is aroused in the Hashem said. And so, when you speak about a beloved child or something else that you love, it's with enthusiasm, the pleasure causes that's caused by the mentioning, even the name alone. And therefore, the one that loves Hashem has a pleasure in speaking about Hashem, thinking about Hashem, or anything that's connected with Hashem. Say that. 
pleasure and and enjoy the Kainian across the equipment. In the Dabdi Boy, Zohar is it is certain, one who loves his creator with a true love, he will not forsake the service of Hashem for any reason at all. Unless it actually forced, that's the illness or something else. He wouldn't need anyone to persuade him, to cajole him, to do the Avedah. Because he is motivated by his love for Hashem to do it anyhow. His own mind persuades him and makes him desirous of doing the Avedah. Unless there's some great obstacle that prevents him. Say that. This is the desirable quality which the old Hasidim, the holy ones of Hashem, gained that. They gained that quality. Just like a deer yearns for the springs of water, a deer is thirsty, and he's walking in the place where there's no water, and in his mind he's picturing a well someplace and he's yearning for it, with all of his being, because he needs that water. Cain, so my soul yearns for you, Hashem. David's soul yearns for Hashem at all times as if it was a spring of water from which he wanted to drink. My soul is thirsty for Hashem, the kale cry for the living God. When can I come and show myself before Hashem in the sanctuary of Hashem? Say that. Quotes. My soul yearns, and Kolsa means it's almost coming to an end because of the yearning. Such a tremendous yearning to come to the courtyards of Hashem. My soul is thirsty for you. My flesh yearns for you. He's quoting from Tilim. All this because of the power of the desire he desired to come close to Hashem. Like the Navi said, for your name, and even to think about you, remember you, it is a desire of the soul. Say that. Right My soul desired you at night. When David was on his bed at night, he was thinking about Hashem. How can I come close to Hashem? My spirit within me seeks you. Didn't I think about you upon my couch? In the watches of the night, didn't I meditate about you? There he explained 
the pleasure and the joy that he had, when he spoke about Hashem, or his praises. I had enjoyment with your mitzvahs, which I loved. Your commandments are my enjoyment. So these people, from this high degree of Abbas Hashem, whatever they did in connection with the service of Hashem, they did it with a happiness, because to them it was a form of coming close to Hashem. Say that, they were stopped. Kuf Tzadivot. Kuf Chofot. Behinei. He's in the Indian of Hasidus and he's talking about the mid of Aves Hashem and he divided into three parts. Simcho, Dvekas and Kina. And he's in the part of Simchayat. In a Zos Vadai, Shoaba Zos, Solir This is certain that this love of Hashem must not be something that depends on certain things. The Heine. She Yahabes Abbeira is for us, Al Shemetiv Eilat. And he loves Hashem because he does kindness to him. Or he gives him prosperity. Or he gives him success. No, that's not enough. Like the son loves the father. Not because of any reason. It's actually a natural love. An instinctive love. His nature forces him into such an attitude. Isn't he your father who created you? Now, by the way, you shouldn't make any mistake. Of course, the Abbas Hashem is talking about here is not something that's gained immediately. And certainly there are previous steps to take. And certainly it's important to love Hashem for what HaKadosh Dura does for him. And therefore, first of all, a man must recognize the things that are being done for him. The Chazay Hashem, the Derech Klal, that he does to the whole Bria, in which he is included. Hameyer Lawrence, Vadori Moleho, Vadachamim. All the good things Hashem does to all mankind, absolutely must study that. And also, he must study what his lot is. How fortunate he is that I call his brother protected him from things that happened to many other people and he was protected and if he is fortunate in having uh, happiness in his life or other forms of success certainly he should love Hashem because of that only he said he has to progress beyond that eventually the real ideal is to love Hashem for himself so he should never forget all the things Hashem did for him 
However, on top of that, he has to add an instinctive love of Hashem that's in the human being's nature. It's in our neshama. We're born with the aptitude to love Hashem only. We're so covered up with our selfishness, with small ideas, that we cannot feel that at first. But when we start peeling off the meatless flesh and the stupidity, after a while, the neshama becomes clear enough to express its natural love of Hashem. So once more, it certainly is important to spend time, and a great deal of time, thinking how much you love Hashem for what He's doing for you all the time. What He did to you in general, what He does to you as a Jew, you loved us especially, as to think about all these things. And then, on top of all these forms of gratitude that cause him to love Hashem, he has to start gaining now that natural love of Hashem that comes from the depths of the Neshama. First, say that inside. What's the test? If this is the true Ahavo, that's in time of difficulty and distress. Then people tend to forget what Hashem did for them. Of course they shouldn't. They should never forget what our college board did in the past, in the good days. But that's nature. People forget, and now he is being tested if his love to Hashem will transcend his circumstances. That's the test. So the martyrs, the Sadiqim, whose lives are being destroyed because they refused to bow down to the idol, they were supposed at that time to feel a great love to Hashem. Now, of course, it's possible for a person to be a Sadiq and to be stubborn is not going to yield to the other desire. But at that time, it's also very important to work on that meter and summon from his heart the love of Hashem. Even when he's taking your life, and also when a person is old and he sees that his hours are numbered already, he's very disappointed, he likes to live much longer, he should still love Hashem at that time. And by the way, it's a good opportunity. Everybody practice that when the time comes. It'll happen to everybody. Nobody lives forever. When a man learned this when he was well, it's easier to think about it then. He can practice it later and think, I love you, Hashem, even though you're taking away my life from me. Let's say here is a man who is prosperous and successful, and now he has lost all of his property. He's a pauper now. And he loves Hashem despite everything. That's the test of a real Oyev Hashem. And therefore, people should welcome opportunities like that, not think it's a misfortune. When something happens, you should know it's a grand opportunity to complete the greatness of his neshama, that despite what happened, he's going to love Hashem, not because of what Hashem has to give him, what he expects of him. Just intrinsically, to love Hashem for himself. But he wants to help us out. It's easy to say, but we need a little bit of support. 
in order to fulfill this great mystery, for really in a time of distress. So he gives us advice. Today, in order that the difficulties should not be a barrier to this love of Hashem, person has to put two ideas into his mind at that time. Two ways he has to think at that time to help him fulfill the midst of Hashem even in the midst of his troubles. Achas one. One of them is for everyone. Is the same for everyone. Anybody can utilize the first way, which we'll soon explain. And the second way, not for everybody, is wise people who have a more profound understanding of things. Now it starts with the first one. That's the rule. Whatever is done by Shomayim is done for good. Of course, everything that happens in the world is done by Shomayim. And that everything that happens is actually for good. Even if he doesn't feel right now any kind of benefit, he sees nothing but woe and unhappiness, he should know it's for his benefit. No question about it. As the Yesoda Yesodas, people should know how Kodesh Boruchu is doing something for his best welfare. And this moment, that happens to be his best welfare. And the difficulty that seems in his eyes right now to be harmful, actually is a real benefit, a real tofah. If a doctor has to cut into somebody's flesh, of course it hurts, but he knows it's for his benefit. Or sometimes even he has to make an amputation to save a person's life. But he's grateful to the doctor because he knows it's for his benefit. So they say, yeah, we show our group of the almost. So the rest of the body should be well and not perish. Although this act seems to be a cruel act, to cut into him or to cut off part of his body, actually it's nothing but mercy to help him in the long run eventually. The patient does not remove his love from the doctor because of that act. Rather, rather, just the contrary. Just because of that, Yosef Lavoshi continues to love the doctor more. They see the doctor is saving his life. So it is the same. All that Akkadish Bola does is doing for his good. Of course, you have to understand, the first thing is to understand that nothing happens without HaKadosh Baruch that's the first thing there are no accidents in the world everything is done only by Hashem that's number one and then you can think that Hashem is doing it only for my benefit whether something happened in his body or it's happened to his property 
in a maiden, even though he doesn't see, doesn't understand how that's for his benefit, and the fact that he became ill, or that he lost his property, he sees no benefit, and that's for him? Vada'i Tevas, it certainly is for his benefit. If he understands that, he thinks along these lines, and he says, this is for everybody to think. If he thinks along these lines, then his love to Hashem won't become any weaker because of any troubles or distress. Contrary, the love of Hashem will continue to increase always in him if he'll always think these thoughts. Now we understand that's not easy, but that's the truth. That's the Yisrael HaToyloh. It's all based on the principles that are called Yisbolachis Adoin HaOyloh. He's in charge of the world and nothing happens without him. And Oilam Chesed Yibon, the world is made for kindliness. The Chosid Bechol Masu, Hashem is kindly in all of his acts. And when people toil, they labor to gain these attitudes, then they can become Oihave Hashem, Be'emes, just because of that. Now, if that causes him to gain Avas Hashem Be'emes, then it was worth the price. Because it's worth any amount of difficulty and solace in order to gain such excellence of character. And that he says, that's for everybody. Now we understand that everybody is not so simple. But any person is able to approach his attitude if he's willing to put in work in. Set that aside. Group the bottom paragraph. In the previous paragraph, It was explained that the love to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is certainly justified by what He does for us. What He does for us in manifold ways. Then He asks, what about the things that are not always pleasing to us. They seem to be the opposite of benefits. And he explained that actually they are benefits in disguise. We should always know that they will turn out in the end to make us better off. Whether better off in this world or happier in the world to come, but everything is for good. Now we start the bottom paragraph. For those people who have a true intellectuality, they don't need this explanation. Because they don't have to think about themselves at all. These people are those who are devoted to the ideal of love of Hashem just for itself. Not because of what Hashem does for them. All of their prayer is only in order to increase, to enhance the name of Hashem. Our job in this world is to praise Hashem. Because of our love of Hashem, if we don't care whether it's for our benefit or not, we are interested only in the ideal of expressing our love to Hashem. And to do a pleasure before Him. 
And the more that the best, the, the better the difficulties arise before them, the barriers arise before them, that they require more energy to overcome the barriers, in the Yemas Libom, the heart becomes even stronger because of that. They rejoice to show the strength of their loyalty to Hashem. So these people, he's talking of course about Hasidim, and we're not in that degree at all. However, it's important for us to study and understand what's the ideal. Ideal is that people are happy when difficulties arise and they overcome the difficulties and they rejoice in the opportunity to demonstrate how much they love Hashem. Kisar and a certain military office officer who's famous for his heroism. He always goes into the place where it's more dangerous in the middle of the battle in order to show how powerful he is, how strong he is in overcoming the difficulties. This hero doesn't look for easy places to be stationed, but he tries to go into the thick of the battle always in order to demonstrate his heroism, his loyalty to his country. And therefore, the tzaddikim of this degree are always ready and willing to encounter obstacles. And they don't need any consolations to tell them that in the end it will be for their benefit. Of course, it is for their benefit. But that's not what they're interested in. They're interested only in doing what's a demonstration of the honor of Hashem. This is a custom in human friends. Human friends loyal friends, many times they welcome opportunities to do things that are more difficult just to show you how much they love you. He rejoices if ever it happens that he has an opportunity to show the one that he loves how far his love actually extends. And therefore, that these righteous people are not looking for explanations why it happened and how it will turn out in their benefits for them in the long run. They're only interested in the opportunities to overcome the barriers, the difficulties, the obstacles, and in order to show our Kodesh Boro how much they love him. Say that. <laughs> Now he's going to explain the subdivisions of Aves Hashem. Three that he mentioned above. Which means that the mind clings to Hashem. That we'll see what that means. Asimcho, the joy, and Akino, and the zeal to take up for the honor of Hashem. Now these three need explanation as follows. Advekis, what does that mean? Now the Torah says, Ubo Sidbog, you should cling to Hashem. 
or said Ledov Koboisha cling to Hashem. What does that mean? Who called A man's mind should cling so much to Hashem that he no longer turns and pays attention to anything except Aves Hashem. Now that is a queer kind of position. A man should become oblivious of everything except of his thoughts about Hashem. He compares it the following marshal. A yellis hovin a doe, a doe is a female deer of love, Yalas Hain and a heart, H A R T, it's also a female deer, a gazelle of grace, the Dehavuchalis, the Avosa Tishgetam, in her love you should always be immersed. Now Tishke is a queer word to say you're immersed in love. The word Shigoga. Shigoga means a person falls into errors, he's unaware of everything around him, except the love that he has for that object. they told al Rabbi ben Pedos. He was an example. He was sitting and studying Torah. In the lower market of Sipari, Sipari was a hilly town with ups and downs. And he was on the lower street and learning Torah. And his sheet that he used to wear around his body, they wore sheets like the Arabs, and the sheet was blown off by the wind and was blown all the way up on one of the higher streets and was hanging there. But he was unaware because he was so immersed in the love of the Torah that he didn't pay attention to what happened to his garments. That's an example of Tishke. Tishke means is a shoyge. He becomes oblivious, unaware of his surroundings. In a tachlis hamido hazozi, what's the limit, the extreme of this midah? The other mizdabe kol kach el man should cling so much to his creator, the whole to the whole show, at all times. Now this, of course, is only for the highest kinds of people. What about lower people like ourselves? but At least in the time when we're serving Hashem, then surely our minds should cling to Him. If He loves His Creator, He surely has such advantages. So when a man is learning Torah, his mind is in communion with Hashem, he should feel that he's close to Hashem. When a man is standing in Tefillah, he surely should feel it's the presence of Hashem. This attitude of clinging to Hashem in your thoughts, especially in the time when you're doing mitzvahs, that's the attitude that every Oyved Hashem is able to achieve. The other attitude, of course, is for very great man. He was standing and there came a reptile and gave him a bite. And they didn't, he didn't stop his filler. I mean, he paid no attention. He was so immersed in his filler that he couldn't feel the bite. And he found that that poisonous reptile was lying dead 
by the entrance through the hole is then in the ground. Omar Talmud said, Rebbe, oh here, Gashta, didn't you feel the bite of that reptile? Omar said to him, Yoba, may it come upon me if I did. I didn't feel it at all. My mind was so immersed in my Shmoness or my Tzvillah, I felt nothing at all. And that's a high degree, and of course, it's only for the highest of people. But as much as possible, we should strive to have our minds cling to Hashem, at least while we're saying Tzvillah or doing Avedas Hashem Seda. On this subject, we were admonished in the Torah many times. He wants to tell us that our Kodesh Baruch Hu expects this of everyone in more or less degree. And to cling to him. Another possibility. You should cling to him. Another possibility. You should cling to him. See, we have three times a command on this important subject. My soul clings to you. Now the Indian called Ela Psukim The subject of all these Psukim is the same. Shehu Advekis, Shodom is Davik Begis brother, is the connection between a man's mind and a Kodesh Borahu. Sheeno Yoholi Poled Velozis man is not able to separate from him. He thinks about Hashem as much as he can. Who showed his love for Israel in three different forms of expression. One is the Viko, one is Chashika, one is Chafesa. So we see that the Viko is a form of love that our Kodesh Baruch expresses for us. He wants us to cling to him. Not only we should show our love to him, but he loves us. And he wants us, therefore, to think about him. Like a loved one, you expect him to think about you. We learned that from Shechem ben Chamaya. When it states that he was Dobek in Dino, the daughter of Yanke. He went so far that he was able to persuade all the men of his town to circumcise themselves. It's a remarkable thing. He was so enthusiastic in his love for the daughter of Yanke, but you know, and the condition that they had made was that they should all circumcise themselves. He was able to prevail with his enthusiasm and persuade people that all the men should circumcise themselves. That's the example. These are the main subdivisions of love. The desire, he desires, he longs to come close to Hashem. And he thinks about Hashem always. And the happiness that's found in the matter of loving Hashem. So he's repeating what he said at the beginning, that these, the Vekas, is connected with these three things. Dvekis is connected with seeking Hashem, is connected with 
love of Hashem, happiness of being in contact with Hashem. I said that is why that's where we're stopping. It's enumerating the subdivisions of Avas Hashem. The first he explained already the Vekas. And the second, Hasheni, who has Simcha. Who Ika Godl Vaveda. A big principle in Aveda Hashem is the Simcha, means the happiness that is able to do these important privileged things. Because non Jews are not permitted even to perform some of these duties. For instance, a non-Jew wants to study Torah, it's considered as a very severe crime. A non-Jew kept Shabbos, also a severe crime, because their privileges only for certain ones that Hashem chose. And therefore, when a Jew is able to do a mistress, he should think how great is his happiness that he is able to do that. That's one of the signs of love of Hashem. Who? Ma Shedovid Mazir Amidovid admonished and he said, Even though it's Hashem be simcha, serve Hashem with joy, and be happy at the opportunity. Come before him with song. And therefore, any kind of a mitzvah that you are obligated to do is an especial privilege of honor that our Kodesh gives only to those that are close to him. We are armed clover with a nation that's close to him. And so, it's a happiness for us to show our closeness to Hashem by mitzvahs. rejoice, and they are gay before Elikim. They are sisu b'simcha, and they rejoice in simcha. So we see that he emphasizes this point. The Omra will say to Chayin Avrocha, doesn't rest on Nevi'im or on other great personalities unless in the midst of a Simcha Shal Mitzvah. Now why do they need that? If they're so great that they deserve the Shekhinah, still one condition that they have to fulfill is they should be full of happiness that they're able now to receive the Hashpoeh from HaKadosh Baruch they're so full of happiness that they have a communion with Hashem. Now, even if Hashem doesn't commune with you, but you commune with Hashem and feel it also. Rabbi Kivit, when he was espoused from Nasser, he was so full of simchot that he is unaware that he's moving around the Shmon And he started in one corner of the room and ended in another corner of the room. He was so unaware, he was in such a happy state, he was moving around. And so this simchot is always a sign that a person's heart is in the object, in the, the function that he's doing. Say that. Well, our Pesach says a Chanel Milo about this Pesach mentioned above, even though it's Hashem B'Simcha, serve Hashem B'Simcha, Omo B'Medesh, Shechet HaSemedesh, until Omo Rabbi Aibu, Kishetti Ye'oymed Lihispalo, when you stand up for Shmon Eser, your heart should be rejoicing. You're praying to an Elikim that has no equal. It means Hashem is so great 
that there's nothing that we ever think of that even approaches a comparison to him. That's why we say, Ato Kodesh, we thank you for your perfection, your greatness, because it's our privilege to be chosen by the greatest of the greats of his service. Now, people who serve, let's say, a king of a certain country, they feel very privileged. But who is that king? The boss of Adam. But we are chosen as a servant. And he told us that this is the things he wants us to do in the service. So there was a very great joy when a person is able to stand before Hashem and serve him. That's a true simchat. So all other things, when a person is happy, they're very minor compared to this great privilege. Let's say somebody was elevated now to the knighthood. You call him a sir. So him, to most people, that would be a great wealth. You call him lord, very great wealth. You call him duke, even a greater wealth. But when we're called a servant of Hashem, a Yisrael, Jews, they're my servants. They serve me. That's the greatest privilege of all. Always, a man's heart should always be rejoicing. He's able, that he's worthy to serve before such a master, Shein Komeo, that's unequaled in all of creation. The last, and is able to engage with Sayosa Umitzvaisar. Shaheim Ashlemus That's the true perfection. When we're able to do the service of Hashem. We are Yokol HaMishri, and His everlasting glory. In the world to come forever and ever, that's our honor, that's our greatness, and we'll be always full of joy that we gain this great privilege of serving Hashem in this world. We'll look back and we'll be full of happiness. Now it could be that while we're in this life we don't appreciate sufficiently this greatness. But when we come in the next world and we see the splendor of the Shekhinah and we begin to realize the infinite greatness of Hashem and that we are the connection with Him in this world, that we bow down to Him, we pray to Him, we put on tefillin for Him, we put on a mezuzah for Him, we made blochas for Him, then we look back and see how great was our share of, God, of glory in this world. Say it up to here. In the comparison of, by His wisdom. Draw me. We shall run after you. We're so happy that our Kodesh Bodo who draws us and we run after Him. We don't have to be pulled. As soon as we see He's drawing us, so we happily run after him. The king brought me into his chambers. That's such an honor. We're in the chambers of our college Baruch when he admits us into the chambers of his Torah. And we will rejoice and be happy with you. The more a person gains the privilege of entering more and more into the inner chambers of the knowledge of Hashem, the closer you come in your mind to Hashem, we understand more and more, his joy becomes greater and greater. And his heart rejoices within him. I was telling us that this is something that grows in a person by his development. The more a person develops and his mind becomes more and more 
knowledgeful of Hashem, knowledgeable of Hashem. He enters into the recesses of the knowledge of Hashem. He's more aware of Hashem. Now, so people never learn this. They say, what do they know about Hashem? What can we know about Hashem? The truth is that this world is crammed with information about Hashem. And the Torah also is full of information about Hashem. And when people are able to spend time and to gain more and more understanding of Hashem, then their joy becomes greater and greater. Because, when the king brings me into his inner chambers, our joy begins to increase. Say that aside. Amen. Yismach Yisrael Be'oisho. Yisrael rejoices in his maker. Now Hashem made everyone, but he made us as his particular people. That's why we say, Yerutzereinu Yerutzerbeleshis. He created us in addition to be the creator at the beginning of the world. He created us as his people. Amzu Yerutzerati Eli. These people I created for me. See, he lost the Yisapeo. They should speak my praise. So we see we are created especially for the purpose of speaking Hashem's praises, like Yeshaya said. And B'nai Tzion, Yogiru B'malk, B'nai Tzion, those people who are closer to HaKodesh Baruch, they gathered around Dawid HaMelech, and they listened to his words and to his songs, these people were closer than the other Hasidim who served Hashem. So the closer a person that comes, when he comes like B'nai Tzion, then they have a Gil. Gil is a stronger form of a Simcha than ordinary Simcha. They'll rejoice with their king. Say that, that's where we're stopping. Six lines are from the bottom. The David. Six lines are from the bottom. It speaks about the happiness in serving Hashem. The David. He already attained this greatness in a big measure, the greatness of Abbas Hashem with Simchon. Omar, he said, His speech to me is sweet, means the Torah, that he speaks to me is sweet, and therefore I rejoice in Hashem whenever he speaks in the words of the Torah. It's like Hashem is speaking to him. That's how Dovid considered anything of Torah as if I call this Bola who was speaking directly to him. The truth is, he is speaking directly to each one of us when he gives us the Torah. And therefore, it was a great happiness to Dovid that I call this Bola who allowed him to commune with Hashem. Omar. When I come to the Mizbeach of Hashem, El Simchas Gili to Hashem, who is the re- happiness of my rejoicing, and I will thank you or praise you on the harp of Kimelechai. Now all these expressions are not merely the forms of poetry. These were his words that came out of Dovi's heart. He actually felt these emotions. The Oma, my lips will sing when I make poetry to you and my soul that you redeem because every person should feel always that our Kodesh Baruch is giving him life there's so many reasons why people holy shouldn't live and still we continue to persist in this world so our lips 
out of gratitude, see what happens to you. See up to here. It's up. And the bottom line, we have to understand that all these emotions are not experienced by us. It's like we're listening to something very queer, and it seems exaggerated. However, by paying attention to the expressions of these great men, a small amount is reflected in our own minds. We are impressed when we hear how these personalities express their love for Hashem and their happiness for His service. Although certainly we don't participate in the emotions that they have. The joy developed with Him to such an extent that the lips moved of themselves and sang when he was engaged in the praise. He said, my lips sing to Hashem. Don't say I sing. David was so immersed in the love of Hashem that automatically his lips expressed words of simcha. The whole there, all this is because me goidal is latus nafsho. The great amount of enthusiasm of his soul, the soul was inflamed with joy to Hashem. And that's what he concludes. My soul that you redeem. So therefore, his soul means his entire mind was devoted to Hashem. And therefore, it's nothing but gratitude. Gratitude and happiness. Gratitude and happiness. Now this doesn't happen by itself. When people spend time considering what HaKadosh Boy did for them, gradually their hearts fill with a certain emotion that they wish to express their thanks to HaKadosh Boy of all that he did for them. And to make it their business not to forget. So as the events of their lives continue to increase, so more and more emotions are stored up in them, and finally it bursts forth with a great violence of generosity and love to Hashem. That's why he said, Nafshi Hashem Padisha, my soul that you redeem. Because you redeem my life, therefore my life is full of happiness and gratitude to Hashem. Now actually, although it is far away from us, everybody at times can experience a similar feeling. So we had it constantly. But we who read this can, this can feel this attitude from time to time. We find that our Kodesh Borah was displeased because this element of Simcha was lacking in their service. Because you didn't serve Hashem with happiness and with a merry heart. So you see, it's not enough that people fulfill the mitzvahs of the Torah. But they have to do it with a joy and with a happiness that they're able to do such things and have a connection with our Kodesh Borah mitzvahs. Say up to here. David. This you know that David could not build the base on Megdish because our Kodesh Borah told him his son will be the builder. 
Yet David busied himself in preparing all the materials. And the people contributed to the future Beis Hamikdash. The David, the Fishero as Yisrael, Beis Yisnadran Albiyan Abayis, when he looked at the people and he saw how they were generous in donating to build the Beis Hamikdash, he saw Shekvor Higi Alamar Lazarus. They already arrived at this degree of greatness that they did it with a simcha. Whatever they did when they donated, was with a great happiness. Therefore, his spalil alehem, he prayed for them, that this good quality that they have now of enthusiasm and love for the service of Hashem should continue forever and never depart. He said to Hashem, your nation that's found here today, when they came together to bring their gifts to the future base of Egdish, see how great is their joy when they volunteer to bring to you. Guard this emotion forever. It should be the inclination of the thoughts of the heart of your nation. And make their hearts established towards you. Now this, by the way, is an important tefillah. Let's say when a person is in an emotion of enthusiasm for Hashem. It doesn't happen all the time. But when it does happen, he should ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu that this emotion should continue as long as possible. Once you have experienced that attitude, you should ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, please HaShem, see that this attitude should continue. Now this is an important point we're learning now. Let's say a man lives an ordinary life. Sometimes, however, he elevates himself to a certain degree of greatness momentarily. He should feel so happy that it happened. He should ask HaKadosh Baruch see that this emotion should remain with me as much as possible, as long as possible. That's why at the Seder night, when the father teaches the son Hilchas Pesach, so he chooses an example, After the Kohen Pesach, you don't eat any dessert. That's halacha. After the Kohen Pesach, you eat no dessert. Why was this halacha chosen of all the halachas of Pesach? It says, Emelo, tell him, Kilchas Pesach. So why is this chosen? answer is this. The Kohen Pesach leaves a certain feeling in the mouth. The ate the Kohen Pesach. What a great happiness it is. Kohen Pesach. So try that the taste of the Pesach should remain in your mouth as long as possible. And go to sleep with that taste in your mouth. Don't eat any dessert because that will drive away the taste from your mouth. So the fathers tell the son, my son, you're a wise son, you're asking good questions. See that your present attitude should remain as long as possible. The taste of the Torah should remain on your mouth forever. And see that no desserts of Olam Hazer, no good times or other ambitions or pleasures should remove your mind from this attitude that you gain now. And therefore David also prayed when he saw they reached this mind of happiness and bringing carbonus, having donations for the Mizpah and Mikdash, he prayed that should continue as long as possible. No part of this lecture 
may be reproduced in any form even for personal use.